recorded live from Portland, Oregon. It's the Transamorous Network Podcast. Let's get it on. I'm Perry Gruber, host of the Transamorous Network Podcast. With me is Remy. Hello. And Shannon. Good morning. And today we have uh, a guest. I forgot your last name, Devin. Torcavian. Torcavian, right. So it's Devin Torcavian, and we're gonna we're gonna jump into the podcast in just a minute. But first, I wanted to talk real briefly about something that happened in my life as an as evidence of the um, results that are producible when you uh, learn the material that we're we're sharing on the podcast. So you I was in creating your reality. Yes, creating your no, reality. Right. Thank you. So I was in Greece um, last week, and um, the I was. Actually, the Greece event itself, the reason why I went to Greece was a result of creating my own reality. I had been invited to go participate, to give a speech at, a, um, at an event uh, of alternative economies related to another business that I'm doing. And the organizer of the event invited me to come out at their expense to, uh, to give this speech. But was re- what was really cool, so that's one of the manifestations, but what was really cool is when I found out about this event, I had set the intention that I was going to, uh, in some way, somehow, meet at least one high net worth individual as a result of going to this this trip in Greece. And uh, at the event, there happened to be a high net worth individual there, and she and I had dinner uh, on our first on the first night of the event, and we're going to be. Uh, connecting again in the future in June in Vancouver, BC, to talk about investment opportunities in the things that I'm doing. Uh, and then after our, after I had that evening event, I met another gentleman who knows a billionaire out of the Middle East who he wants to introduce me to uh, with regard to the same the same business that I'm doing outside of this podcast. Is he single? <laughs> the billionaire? Can, or I, get, can I get an intro, intro to <laughs> At least he could be one wife. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the wives, <laughs> right? So I'm all right with that. So yeah, so it's it's um, pretty cool how this stuff works, and and this is the reason why I can guarantee that that the material that's in both of the guides and the material that we talk about throughout all the Transamorous Network uh, actually works and can work for anybody if you if mm-hmm. you start using the material we talk about. Testify. Yes, Testify. Hello, hello. So welcome, Devin. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, how long have you been in Portland? Uh, since October. Since so, October. Where are you? So like five months. Where'd you come from? New Jersey. Wow, what a <laughs> change. A long, yeah, yeah. Big change. Why'd you guys decide to come? You, you came out with your sister? Yes, my youngest sister. I have four sisters. Wow. And my youngest sister and I, we moved out here. We drove out here. And why did you guys come out here? Because New Jersey's awful. Why, <laughs> why, is, it, why is it awful? <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, if you like sewage and bigots, then yeah, totally, go for it, but no. So so you guys came out here to get away from that environment. How, mm-hmm. how do you like it so far? Uh, it's amazing out here, actually. You, you got here in October? October, yeah. October, okay, so you've seen the winter. Mm-hmm. You got through that. The winter is really mild. It's very harsh in New Jersey. Like, last November, it was below 20. No yeah. more snow for you. <laughs> well, a little bit. Every well, once in a while we get It snowed like half an inch. You could still see the road, and everybody was freaking out. I was <laughs> like, why? People they don't know what mind. to do here. They People don't know how to. Yeah. Uh, they do lose Like, I went into Trader Joe's to get a kombucha, and people were, like, trying to run me over with their cart, like, scooping things into their carts, and I was like, <laughs> see Armageddon! This is an apocalypse, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I was just like, um, relax, I just want a kombucha. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. 
So your your younger sister and you now you have a unique living situation because we of do. your cultural background. Well, my, mostly my sister's cultural background. You're my not sister, Roma. I am one third Roma. Okay, and yeah. so what for the listeners who don't know what that is? Um, what is that? Oh, okay. Roma, <laughs> well, Roma is the politically correct term for gypsy. gypsy yeah. Which I personally don't have a problem with that term. Mm -hmm. My sister does. Mm -hmm. And I know other people of the Roma persuasion who do. And what is what is gypsy? What is Roma? Um, what's the, what's basically, the it's the people who really don't enjoy being tied down mm -hmm. um, and basically live on the road. And so you guys live out of your car. We live out of our car. Our what car's kind of, name is Betty Page. And what <laughs> kind of car is Betty Page? Uh, it's like an SUV. Okay, I don't, so I don't know, like, make and model. But, uh -huh. yeah. but it's got, like, you have, like, a... I'm really curious about this. Do you have a bed in there? No, we have all of our shit piled up all around us. And both of our front seats are permanently reclined because they broke, like, two years ago. <laughs> and um, we've been living in this car for about three years now, I think. Oh, my God. This uh, is so yeah, We had a car right. before this named Betty White, and it was a white car. <laughs> and we lived in that for two years. Huh. Uh, but then it, it died off. So how long have you been living in a car all together? About five years going on wow. six. Wow! And why do you do that? It's really um, interesting. Well, it's a fun story. I'm full of fun stories, by the way. Um, so, you know. Um, that one, the ADD just happened, sorry. It's okay. But So about five years ago, my sister and I were in college. Um, I was in a really terrible living situation. She was in a really terrible living situation. Um, we were both facing homelessness, um, basically because the people we were living with were assholes and abusive. And she couldn't take her living situation anymore, and I wasn't, I didn't have a living situation anymore, and she picked me up one day. And I was like, hey, where do you want to go today? And she was like, I don't know. And then we just kind of never <laughs> she was just like, we were driving and it was dark out. And I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? She was like, I don't know. We stopped at a rest stop and went to sleep. The cops, the cops kicked us out like two hours later. So we slept at a hospital and we just never looked back. So so where do you, uh, so I'm really interested, where do you use the bathroom and take a shower and stuff um, like that? We shower at our gym. We go to the bathroom everywhere. It was really funny when we first did this. Everyone like freaked out. Everyone in your family or your um, friends or? Well, just, Yeah. <laughs> I fired most of my family. Okay. Like, literally sat them down formally. My younger sister, who I live with, was my secretary, uh -huh. like, first wife's club style. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I was like, and you're fired. <laughs> and it was great, because they would call me back, like, a week later. I'm like, no, 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 you're fired. <laughs> like, but anyway. Um, but they were like, someone was like, how do you brush your teeth? And we were like, with a sink. So, like, so but there's, there's a lot of places around uh, Portland, at least, where mm -hmm. they won't allow people who don't patronize the shop to use the restroom. So Well, we patronize uh, the shops that we use. Okay. Yeah. And your sister has a job, I presume. Yeah, she works full-time. What does she do? Um, She's in retail. Okay. Yeah. Can you say where she works, or you didn't? I don't know if she wants me to. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I didn't ask her. Okay. And then what, what do you do for a living? Um, I am a writer. My pen name is D.H. Torkavian. Mm -hmm. And what kind of stuff do you write? Um, I write speculative fiction. I write horror. And I write um, trans fiction. What's speculative fiction? Speculative fiction is sort of like, it doesn't really have a subgenre. Like, it's not romance. It's not horror. It's more like a what-if scenario. Mm -hmm. And is this something that you're just starting, or have you been doing um, it a while? I've been doing it for about uh, 10 years. Holy moly. Um, making money off of it for about two. Right on. Um, I write for a online feminist geek culture 
I guess, magazine called Geek Initiative. Hmm. That's where you can find most of my current work. I see. And um, I'm also working on a project with my other sister's company, Heaven Sent Gaming. Mm -hmm. That's a tabletop game. Mm -hmm. And it's um, a paranormal post-apocalyptic Hmm. Interesting situation. Cool. <laughs> That's fantastic. And so while we're on the topic of you, can yeah. we just rewind a little bit, maybe sure. back to the beginning? Would you tell us and our audience a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, right back to the beginning, about you? Like, sure. um, for instance, how do you identify? What okay. are your pronouns, Good. things like Excellent. that. Um, yeah. Well, um, I identify as female, trans female, uh, non-op, because I just I think it's a sketchy operation. <laughs> There's certainly risks involved. I'm not. I'm not sold on it. Um, I identify as a pagan and a witch. Hello. That's oh, my sister. Hi. Blessed be. <laughs> um, I am a low-level Bast priestess. Oh. Bast is an Egyptian goddess. I wear a cat her. goddess. Yeah, I wear her around my neck. Um, and, yeah, and I'm just, like, me. <laughs> and she, her, hers, pronouns? Uh, yes. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. And which, which, when did you discover your trans? Um, well, that's a fun story. Good. Um, <laughs> I love that story. Well, my grandmother, who's from Norway, um, which is m most of my heritage is Norwegian, and she came from like the old country, and she's actually the one who taught me witchcraft when I was like three. Um, and she, my mother was living in Florida, and my mother has always been like an alcoholic and a junkie and all that kind of stuff. So the second she got pregnant, my, my grandmother was like, and I'm moving here because, you know, you're out of your fucking mind. Um, she went to a gypsy woman, her words, <laughs> um, a, and had a reading about me. And then my mom asked her later while she was still pregnant. She was like, well, what did the gypsy woman say? And my grandmother, who loved to swear was like, well, that's none of your goddamn fucking business. Mm -hmm. And went on her way. And, like, literally, ever since I was little, because ever since I was little, I knew I was trans. And everybody was, like, very, like, no, no. My grandmother was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to sell you some dresses. Let's curl your hair. Let's talk about men. We teach you how to be a housewife. You know, like, that kind of stuff. You're going to be a woman? You're going to be a good woman? Yeah, I know. Like, good Norwegian woman. I remember when I was, literally my life when I was, like, Damn three it. to four. And she, I, I skipped, uh, I graduated high school when I was 19 because my grandmother wouldn't let me go to preschool the first year I was supposed to. Because she just wasn't done. Um, <laughs> she wasn't done. She was like, no. No, my baby. Yeah. Uh, but she Never was later. like, but my day would be, I'd wake up super early, everybody would go to work, it'd be just me and my grandmother, we'd be in the kitchen making butter or cheese. Wow. Yeah. It was a And she was like, you need Good to, woman she right was there. Like, you need to know how to make butter. butter. You, know, you need to know how to make cheese. And I'm like, am I ever going to really need this? She's like, no, but you should know how to make it. <laughs> you know, we would talk about like witchcraft and stuff and we'd be sitting there and she would be like... You know, if anyone asks you what we did today, what did we do today? And I'd be like, well, we baked cupcakes. And she'd be like, okay. Because she was very secretive about it for some reason. Oh, weird. Very, like, she didn't tell anybody uh -huh. that we were talking about the stuff we were talking about. Uh -huh. And there would be times where she would be too lazy to actually, like, make cupcakes. So we'd go to, like, Trader Joe's or something and get cupcakes. And she'd be <laughs> sitting there talking to me, peeling off the commercial wrapper and replacing it with, like, the baking cups. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, putting it in there and, like, scraping off the frosting and putting new frosting. Because it was, like, a swirly you are She didn't have time for that. <laughs> she was like, oh. That's hilarious. Yeah. Go, Granny. But, yeah, no, she was great. Um, but we would, like, and I remember one time, 
It's a good thing she's dead because she'd hate that I'm telling these stories. But, <laughs> she's um, laughing. She's yeah, right, she probably exactly. Will. She's laughing. We were watching um, her soaps or something because we were always watching her stories. Gotta watch her stories. And we're, I was learning how to knit, which I can't do because I hate knitting. I and crochet. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that too. I can't do any of those things. Um, and we're like flipping through, and this movie Exit to Eden came on, and I liked it because I loved Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Isn't it a good movie? Rosie O'Donnell was in Exit to Eden. Yes. Yes. Oh, it was fabulous. And a corset, she was like a, Yeah. And so yeah. we're like talking about. We're like talking about interesting visual. Exactly. Um, we're talking about like what it means to be a woman and blah blah blah. And she goes, you know, you can be whatever kind of woman you want to be. And then she's like, well, do you have any idea what kind of woman you want to be? And I see Rosie O'Donnell in like full bondage gear. And I'm like that, and I she goes, her when I go yeah, there. and she goes like this, and she waits a beat, and she goes, okay. <laughs> wow. Be careful what you ask for. Yeah. Or, or I could tell say. in her mind she was like, God uh-huh. damn it. <laughs> like one thing she used to say all the time, and I was always too afraid. She would say when she was super angry. She would go, Jesus H. Christ, hanging off the goddamn cross. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I always wanted to be like, what was, what's the H stand for? But she was always screaming. So I was like, like never at me. She never That's screamed a good at me. What does it stand for? I oh, no I have no idea. idea. It probably stands for H. No. But she was screaming at everyone else. Jesus and I would Hebrew be like, Christ. Exactly. I would just be like, okay. But yeah, no. Hezekiah? So that's just, I've always kind of been. And then um, I have my two older sisters who are adopted. And I, uh, so they are adopted. Well, they actually adopted me. Okay. So, They're, but they know. were adopted from outside of your family, or they were no. adopted by somebody else. I was adopted into their family. Got it. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Really, I'm, I'm adopted, but got I, it. But, um, I went to school. <laughs> Somebody's with adopted. Damn. Yeah, adopted <laughs> happens. I went to school. <laughs> Chosen <with> family. <laughs> and um, how I met them was I went to school in South Cal- South California. I almost said South Carolina. What the hell? No. So, you mean Southern very California? Southern California. Yeah, there is no very, South California. Yeah, I know. That's the East Coast bullshit. Yeah, no, I know. Too many years in that bullshit state, New Jersey. Um, <laughs> but, and I was in special ed because, you know, my mom liked to do the drugs and the drinking while she was pregnant with oh, me. Okay. Um, and I have all this, I didn't learn to read till I was like 14 years old. Um, but, so, and I was really into like fighting games like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. And I had this one friend who had dwarfism. And there was, like, this big cholo girl, because, like, you know, gangs were, like, all the rage back early 90s in mm-hmm. Southern California. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, she picked my friend up and threw her against a wall. Your friend who had dwarfism? Yeah, she just picked her up and chucked her. Oh, God. And I don't know, I don't remember why. I was, like, six. And I was like, I got this bitch. She was, like, a fucking teenager, by the way. She was, like, 17. So I jump onto, like, a table and kick her in the face. And she's <laughs> beating the shit out of me. Oh, wow. And I'm thinking, and I remember thinking very vividly while she's kicking me in the ribs, like, get the fuck off me. I'm one spinning bird kick away from victory, bitch. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so then my sister, who was, who was and kind of still is very gothic, just popped out of nowhere and beat the shit out of her. Huh. And I was friends with them ever since. And they would take me home, like, every oh, day because I bullies see. and shit. I see. And I would never let them in the house. Because, huh. like, it was either, like, a real fucking pigsty and my mom was, like, coherent. Or, like, it was super fucking clean and she's, like, manically scraping, the, yeah. scrubbing the sink with, like, a fucking toothbrush. Um, I have my grandmother's mouth, by the way. <laughs> and so they would be like, oh, okay, I'd be like, all right, bye. <laughs> And, like, one day they were like, okay, well, like, oh, can I come in and use the bathroom? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, we're coming in and using the bathroom. And my mom was, like, fucked up. So they were like, oh, okay, we're going to go. Um, their mother, my stepmother, 
is a lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she did the greatest thing. She had my mother um, sign me over to them for oh. joint custody. Um, so, like, in case anything bad happened to her, I would go straight to them. And the way they did that is they waited until she was fucked up. And this is probably highly illegal. But it's cool, because my stepmother's retired now, so. Um, and they brought her the papers, and they're like, oh, Devin has a field trip tomorrow. She forgot to have you sign the stuff. And she was like, whatever. I'm pretty sure that's unlawful. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that's how that happened. You know, so whatever. at this point in your yeah. life, how were you, were you, um, were you acting out any of your... Or acting upon any of your attention or feelings? Or oh, were you still yeah. like in boy mode or were you doing Oh girl no, mode, I or? never was in boy mode. Oh, that's awesome. I had um the uniform when I was around like school or people that I didn't fucking oh, like. Mm-hmm. Like family yeah. members. Yeah. Where it would just be like sweats and a t shirt. Mm-hmm. And then when those people were gone, it was my time. And no one could tell me nothing. Mm. That's um, I, I mean that's great that you Yeah. You didn't repress it. That's no. such, <laughs> such a common factor in so many trans yeah. people's stories mm-hmm. is the repressing of the feelings. So yeah. good for you. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I remember very vividly, uh, I used to live in Oceanside, California, and my mother was married to this very abusive man, and every time he would beat her, I would get dressed up. <laughs> and I would go down, and I was, like, real cute and perfectly round and blonde with, like, big curls when I was little, and I would go down to the um, arcade, and play this game called Quarters, where you play, like, different fighting games, and if you beat someone, they give you a quarter. Oh, wow. Got it. So I would beat the shit out of, like, because I would spend all week, like, playing Mortal Kombat manically, and then go to the um, arcade just so I could beat the shit out of grown-ass men, and here would be like, oh, you got, so here are their friends, you're like, you got your ass handed to you by a little girl. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> What are you looking at? <laughs> oh, uh, are the tissues over there? I don't know. No. Sorry, I don't want to be That's sniffing okay. to the yeah, entire yeah. podcast. I don't think we have any in here. We'll have no worries. I apologize time. to the audience That's for okay. the occasional sniff you're going That's to hear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Devin, so um, I met you through Craigslist. Craigslist. Yeah, so let's talk about romance for a little bit. Yeah, I was looking for my next prey, yeah. Your next prey. That's <laughs> so so I want to I wanna also... I want to <laughs> be more... I want to be more... Um, I'm going to be more hard on you than okay. our usual guest because you said you used to teach law of attraction. We don't. I do. We don't refer to it. Oh, okay. That here. What do you call it here? We just call it creating your own reality. Creating your own. It's a lot bigger than the law yeah, of attraction. Yeah, right. That's fair. And so and so. Yeah. People get the wrong idea when we say use the word law of attraction. Oh, okay. They, they think about the secret and that's, oh, that's so it's still the silly book. the silly aspects oh, of my creating your own reality. We're here talking Wasn't about that book ridiculous. Yeah, we're here actually talking about. How you actually create your reality mm-hmm. through your thought, word, and actions. Yeah. And so, so, what do you? Let, let's talk about romance first, and then we'll get okay. to the rest of it. So you you had an ad on Craigslist, and I by did. the way, for the listeners, I I use a, a wide number of, of of channels to find our guests, and one of them is Craigslist. Another one is OkCupid. So I, I saw you on on Craigslist, mm-hmm. and I'm interested. How do you, how have you always dated through Craigslist, or do you use other ways uh, to do Craigslist that? Craigslist is relatively new for me actually um uh i've for about past i'm gonna say four years it's been dating sites mm-hmm. um before, which di- which dating sites tsdating.com right okcupid fetlife mm-hmm. um those are the oh excuse me those are the main ones i go to now 
Okay. And how, how have those worked out for you? I haven't. <laughs> they haven't, you said? They haven't. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so why aren't you using, so you believe you create your own reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, why aren't you creating your reality that way? Oh, I totally am. So, so why are you using Craigslist then? Um, because I believe that it's not just enough to create your own reality. Like, you can create your own reality all you want, but if you don't take action, mm-hmm. then it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like the people that want to win the lottery, but they never buy a ticket. Right. You can be in the vortex and having those feelings of having that money, but if you don't actually take the steps to get the money, you're not getting the money. Right. Yeah. So so I, I agree with what you just said. That's pretty, that's accurate, actually. Mm-hmm. And so so my experience in, in creating my reality is I don't... I don't go to bars. I don't mm-hmm. put ads on Craigslist. I, I'm not on OkCupid to mm-hmm. find dates or anything like that. And trans women just show up. Oh, that's for fun. Me. Yeah. So, like, in in fact, when I was in Greece last week, um, I literally bumped into two trans women, which and I wasn't even expecting that to happen in mm-hmm. Greece of all places. And so, it seems to me that as a as an introvert, it has always been in my life difficult to put myself out, mm-hmm. like go out to bars and meet women or something like that. Yeah. But, but when I realized that I could create my own reality, it was no longer necessary to put myself, to take myself out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. in order to, to meet the person that I wanted to meet. I could just do my everyday activity, yeah. whether it's riding a bike or going for a run or um, hanging out at a coffee shop or what have you, mm-hmm. and the universe would bring to me the person rather than me having to go out and find the person. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how it works for me, too, because I have these profiles, but I never send a message. Mm-hmm. People send me messages. Mm-hmm. Um, Craigslist, I put that out there because there's no way to just wait for people. What do you mean there's no way to wait like, for people? Like, I make my dating sites, or I make my profiles, and then I just live my life and I check it every day. I don't mm. go looking for people. Okay. Uh, they come to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you What do you have for like a, a daily life? What do you do daily? Um, I work. I write. <laughs> so you're spending most of your time by yourself. I spend most of my time by myself writing. Mm. Uh, I write when, while my sister is at work, mm. and then we hang out. Um, and then like on days off, we do stuff. When she has days off, I give myself days off because if you write seven days a week, you get burned out so fast. Yeah, I hear that. I'm a writer too, so yeah. I, I get that feeling. So you have to give yourselves. Like those people that are like, oh, well, when you're when you're your own boss, you can't have six, six days, you can't have days off. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's straight bullshit. That's like how you fail yourself. So what do you do when you and your sister hang out? Um, We go hiking. Oh, that's uh, nice. We go LARPing. What's LARPing? Live action role play. Oh. I was in a, um, a Vice... Um, documentary about it and I looked like shit in that documentary it was fabulous Vice the TV show? yeah oh, right on so live action role play just yes. for us total ignorant people yeah it's, are these the people that I see in the park with uh, like the foam swords? hell yes it is okay okay thank yep. you yes it is um, it's a thing and it's fabulous and it's really fabulous because there's this really great awful stereotype about us that we're all fat and ugly and disgusting but what people don't know is LARPing is one hell of a fucking workout. You're, like, climbing hills, beating the shit out of each other for, like, three days straight. Uh-huh. Non-stop. You don't get a break. Uh-huh. Right? And, like, it's fabulous. I so, used, yeah. so you live this as a reality for three days? Three LARPing? days. It's never a reality. It's a game. Okay. So yeah. it's not... 
Yeah, it's no one ever thinks that they're actually an elf. Or, oh, okay, yeah. okay. We're not other kin. Thank you for the clarification <laughs> on that, because that wasn't yeah. positive. No, <laughs> we're not other kin. It's basically, it's like playing Dungeons and Dragons, which I also play. Like a tabletop game, but you dress up, and you actually take, it's kind of like a, a mixture of like tabletop, cosplay, and battle reenactment. Okay. Does the Society for Creative Acronism come into that at all? Have you heard of that? No. I can tell by your blank face. <laughs> so this is a this is a group of people who meet at a park every once in a while, and they're dressed as knights and noblemen and made maids from the from mm. the English king era. Oh yeah, no yeah, those with people. Foam swords. And, yeah. Yeah. Is it like that? Yeah, that's okay. totally. Okay. It's like that, but there's more of a role play um, aspect. Like you're pretending uh, to be a character, a specific character, as yeah, opposed yeah, yeah. to learning to fight. I see. Do you have uh, so? Is cosplay where you have sex dressed as an animal? Don't no, look at me. Don't look at me. That one I know. Yes, that's furry. Oh, that's furry. furry. Okay. Okay. I dated a furry once. It's uh, highly overrated. So what's cosplay then? Cosplay is costume play. That's when you go to the conventions and you have the girls dressed like, like kitties or superheroes. Comic book conventions where they're all dressed up. Yeah. But what about the play part? Is there some sort of action? No, you're you're running around and you're just like being happy. And you're like, playing dress up. Oh, okay. it's playing fucking dress up. Is what it is. <laughs> boys do it. Yeah. Those fucking boys do it no. all up. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You go to those conventions. You find those boys. They are the easiest trade in the world. Ah. They are. Trade. Sorry. What's a trade? trade? Whoa. Casual sex. Oh, oh, that's okay. a drag queen term, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. Learn something new here. Oh, yeah. Armpits like, are getting I've sweaty. Never, <laughs> I've, I've never learned so much in my entire yeah. life. Roma, LARPing, train. <laughs> Damn. I'm literally taking notes right now. I watch a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I grew up saying trade, but yeah, well, then I grew up in a black really? gay community. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> Shit out. Yeah. All right. I'd never heard that term before. So yeah. sheltered. Trade is, trade is those down low uh, uh, closet be, case yeah. DL kind of guys. Uh, it can be. Yeah. Usually. I I see. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So the one that'll hit on you when his boys are not around. <laughs> Can oh, we I move see. back to we were talking about earlier creating yeah. your own reality? Yeah, let's yes. Do that. But before we say whether you're being successful in this or not, tell us a little bit about what kind of reality are you creating? Like, what is your? I, I hate to use this word because I don't like to think of it as a goal. Yes. It's just a reality we haven't reached yet. Mm -hmm. What is that? What does that look like to you? Good um, question. Well, I'm pretty happy with my life, actually. I can tell. I mean, really the only thing that's missing is the, like, consort aspect, which is kind of a pagan term for, like, husband or wife, which I don't use that term because, actually, um, the term husband and wife annotates, like, a slave ownership hmm. of, like, a husband over a wife, mm -hmm. so I don't use that term, but that's just my personal thing. Um, but really, I'm learning that that's mostly me. Like, I'll get someone I want. Like, this last relationship, kind of. It was, like, it lasted a month. We went on two dates, but, um, like, everything was going great, and then I just stressed the fuck out over it, because when things go great, because, like, if you come from, like, a parent of, like, addiction, when things are going great, that's when you got to watch your ass. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, I yeah. Got, I've okay. heard that. Right. But see, then that gets yeah. into, like, how our mm -hmm. differ you know, differentiation yeah of creating our own reality yeah. comes up. So it's, it's, it's getting that. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. getting rid of that. So actually, I just had this realization mm -hmm. a week ago, a yeah. week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, yeah I, you know, there's that, there's that 
I'm used to that other shoe falling mm-hmm. or waiting for that other shoe to fall. Every time things are going well, you know, yeah. you, you get that, you start getting that, oh shit, what's going to go it's wrong? It's a hard thing to now, overcome. Right? It's a hard thing and to it's overcome very, if you believe it's a hard thing to overcome. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. is like, It's been a hard thing yeah. for me to overcome. And I was going to bed the other night and I was laying there and I just was, my mind was stirring and the thought, uh, I had had really a really great day. Mm-hmm. And the thoughts of just the day and all the wonderful, positive life and energy that was going around me. And I was like, there's the, you know, that other foot, yeah. that, other, that other shoe that drops. And, you know, I mean, I speak to spirit and spirit speaks to me. Mm-hmm. I just kept hearing repeatedly, bitch, there is no other shoe. Yeah, exactly. Bitch, there is no other shoe. Right. There, um, and right, you know, for me yeah. personally, I was able to go, that's right. Yeah. There is no other shoe because I'm not creating another shoe anymore. Done. Yep. Done. Well, see, and this is the this is the challenge that people face, especially people who have. I'm going to be careful here because it's going to be triggering for some of our audiences, mm. audience members, especially for people who have chosen an early life experience that includes abuse, yes. or neglect, yes. or something like this. So people people come into the world and they have these experiences and then they they create stories about those experiences. Right. Yes. And those stories perpetuate the experiences that they created stories about. It's yeah, it's literally like mental terrorism. It is that's a really good word for it. It is mental like, terrorism. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's literally like for me it's a combination of self-mental terrorism, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. And like Victimization. Yes, self victimization. Yes. yes. Right. So you're. And yeah. It's so, like. So like, hang on, hang on. Let's yeah, stop for a second. Sorry. <laughs> Shannon just gave me this look. Like, <laughs> no, this what the fuck good. is going no, on no, here? No, no, <laughs> no. No, I've been so doing a questions. lot of yeah. thinking about this. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But like for me, um, and one an- one affirmation I recently learned that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. For fucking over that other show, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting rid of it. I learned from Louise Hay, mm-hmm. and that is. Um, Oh, now I'm going to butcher it because I'm on the spot. No, I'm not. It's up. You're no longer on the spot. I trust life to take care of me. There it goes. Came right out. And you do that and you realize, you know what? That's fine. Everything that's going to happen is going to happen and it's going to be good. Exactly. So relax, bitch. Right on. Right on. Now think about this, you guys. And even the bad things, quote unquote, I'm doing the air quotes. They lead to good shit. That's exactly right. It's all about perspective. It can be. It's all about the story. That's right. Like literally, if I haven't been dumped by a dude from the Navy who was in Incredibly hot and wonderful in bed, by the way. Uh, I know. We don't talk about sex here. Oh, really? I'm just kidding. Let me grab my coat. But like you know, I never would have put that Craigslist ad. I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> exactly. Literally. Right. right. That's a very fucking good See? point. Wow. Right. You are throwing out the lines. When bad things happen, if something, if something, if you're listening to this right now, and something bad is going on in your life, I want you to like. Sit the fuck down, chill the fuck out, and just realize that you're fine where you are. Like, this sucks and it hurts, but it's going to lead to something awesome. And if you keep freaking out about how it sucks and hurts, then it's going to suck and hurt longer. That's Amen. exactly right. Amen, sister. Amen. When, see, and it's interesting because I was, I was going to say, if we're, we're going into really uncharted territory okay. with trans community, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. there's so much confirmation of all the negative shit that happens to trans people. Right. They focus so... We, yeah. we, we focus yeah. on it so much. Yes. We don't realize when we're focusing on it, we're just perpetuating that shit. Oh, yes. And so... And, and I recognize... 
that there's a common story we all have that mm -hmm. goes like this. Well, it's hard to get rid of that negative talk because everyone's talking about it around me. Well, that's me. why it's hard to get rid of it. Exactly. <laughs> and so by focusing on, like you like yeah. you said, by focusing on the fact that, hey, this somehow, some way, I may not know how yeah. or, or why this is working yeah. out for me. Eventually, if you if you hold on to that story over a period of time, mm -hmm. life just gets better and better. Yeah. And even if you can't get rid of the negativity, realizing that you create the negativity and you create the negativity that's coming and you create the negativity that's happened, you can realize, okay, I don't need to create that negativity anymore. That's right. I mean, ultimately... Like, for some people, it can be an addiction. Negativity, I think, is an addiction. So, so, so in... in in you create your own reality language, and addiction mm -hmm. is simply a very, very persistent story mm -hmm. that is continued, yep. that you're hooked in, and yes. you can't, you you believe you can't pull out of it because you believe you can't pull out of because it. Because you're too invested. And the momentum is too strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so removing yourself from what appears to be an addiction is simply a refocusing or, or shifting your attention to something that you want and that thing over time will subside. Now, I need yeah. to say one thing real quickly yes. for the audience and that is if you are currently seeing a counselor for an addiction, you need to keep seeing yes. that counselor because you have a belief that has created that reality and if you if you drop the counselor, you're going to fuck yourself up because you're not dealing with the beliefs, you're just dealing with the out the results of the belief. And, you know, another thing is, the reason you have that counselor is because somewhere along the line you believed, you told yourself, I don't want to live like this anymore. And you attracted that counselor into your life, so that's your way out. Yeah. Seeking Excellent. out and going to a counselor is creating your own reality, because yes. you're going in hopes to heal thyself yes. on some mental, yeah. emotional, or spiritual level. Yes. You yeah. know, um, But again, the tools that a counselor provides to you, it's your choice to use these tools or not use these tools, and it, you know that goes into the whole perspective. You know, is yeah. it, is, Will it work for me? Can it work for me? And will I allow it? Yes. to work for yeah. me. Absolutely. And just for clarification, everybody listening, everybody begins creating their own reality at their own pace. I mean, yes, you can do it instantly and change your entire life it, yes, and right you can that it day. But most of us do it through small little verifications, little yes. proofs, yes. and then they come bigger proofs, and then they come bigger proofs, and yes. then it's just the way you think and the way you live. Absolutely. So don't think for a second that it's going to be, boom, done. Yeah, no. It takes time. Well, yeah. and, and the, you know, the, as, you know, the book has been, talks about, being able to acknowledge when those little proofs step forward, right? Because yeah. everyone has like this, you know, idea of it's so easy, but it's it is so easy. It's yeah. it's not as hard as it has to be. And when you do see a moment or a person or a situation, uh, you know, as Perry put it in the book, just acknowledging, going, all right, ding, it is yeah. working. It is it is right, and then just move yeah. on. There's the yeah. evidence. You got to give props to the driftwood. That's yeah. And so if the if yeah, so you're focusing. Your, your intent, for those of you who are following along on the episodes, the intent is if you see something that happens positive, it's not, you don't just ignore it or mm -hmm. let it pass by. You actually put energy into the uh, the happening. So you focus on it and you create... Creating new momentum. Create yeah. new momentum through the emotion that shows up when you focus on the positive aspect that you mm -hmm. have in your world. Yeah, so good stuff. So what time did you have to go park your deer with your park? We got... Six minutes. Okay, good. So let's <laughs> let's keep going. Okay. So so yeah, you so you occur, Devin, to me as a as a happy person. But, I am. But some yeah. people would some people would look at you and and create a different type of story, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They they would think that you're you're um, you're not happy. No. It's because you live in a car and that and you 
you're angry because you curse a lot, but we're... Cursing makes me feel good. Yeah, okay. Like, you know... I cuss a lot. It's like not as much as she does. Yeah, no. no. Also, a radio show, so I do try to keep it down. (laughs) This is my first time on radio. I'm allowed, but I mean, like, basically, you know, people would think that I'm miserable and sad. But you know, at the end of the day, what others think of me is none of my business. Well, and this is that's a great. I got that from RuPaul. A lot of my shit comes from RuPaul. Right on. (laughs) But I mean, still, like, it's true. Like, that's not my problem. It so, isn't. So, and, and you've had that, I presume you've had, well, let me just ask you, how mm-hmm. long have you, have you always felt that way? Uh, for the most part, I have, since I was very little, I had a very no fucks given attitude towards mm-hmm. like people. And where does that come from in your Oh, life? I have no idea. I'm assuming oh, a little bit from your grandma. Yeah. I was just going to say already. Oh yeah. My grandma, also my sisters, um, Probably my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law, who is hysterical. She's strong women. She's um, strong women that you have had was, in your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was born in England and she moved here, um, and she has this very strong British accent, and it sounds like a combination between like Judy Dench, oh yeah, and like Debbie Reynolds. Debbie and it's I know Judy Dench, but not Debbie Reynolds. And she'll be like, and really? she starts, yeah. really? Who's, I've got deer in the headlights. Give me an example, of Debbie Reynolds. Uh, yeah, no. Um, for, for me, and this is going to be a terrible example, but uh, Halloween Town. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay, I would never heard of that. Is that a movie? It's, it's a from movie. T- it's a, a child like, made for TV, okay. movie, and it's amazing. Judy it's Dench cute. is uh, She's, um, M in or Q M um, M in James yeah. Bond movies. Oh, okay. Short okay. British okay. woman. Yes. Short, short oh, yeah. yeah. Dame Judy Dench. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's but she has, but Give my, me another example of this uh, other person. Debbie Reynolds has been around a long time. She's the mother of Carrie Fisher, who played Princess Leia. She's the mother of Carrie Fisher? Yeah. Uh, she was married to Eddie Fisher, then Eddie Fisher like left her for Liza, for, um, not Liza, Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know this person. But, like, my stepmother is hysterical because she starts everything with dear. Uh-huh. And she's like, and so, and she, that's what makes her sound like Debbie Reynolds, because Debbie Reynolds is like, oh, dear, like, <laughs> what the hell, what the hell bracelet, was that? My, my bracelet just oh, broke geez. and attacked everyone. <laughs> It's still no. The stones just went flying. The bracelet's still intact, but I am totally unfamiliar with. Oh, she's never fabulous. No. So Remy just showed me her phone with the but. pictures. Isn't Google great? But yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah. I know. I know Leia Princess Leia there, but the, yeah. you see that? No. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> thank you. But so like when I got into LARPing and she um. She was on my Facebook, because she's into Facebook now. Uh-huh. She's, like, in her 80s, and she's like, oh, I just love the Facebook, yeah. <laughs> Which is how she sounds, and she thinks I don't sound anything like her. I sound exactly like her. Like, this is dead on. <laughs> but, um, so she was looking at all the pictures of me LARPing, and she's uh-huh. like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's LARPing. And she goes, oh, dear. <laughs> I know what you're up to. <laughs> you're going to those woodland orgies again, aren't you? <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh, that's not what it is. And there was this guy I used to LARP with, and his name was Bradley, and he on his Facebook he would go, like, next to, like, a fire hydrant, and he'd make, a, like, a duck face, and he'd go, this is my bay, or, like, a toilet, this is my bay, or, like, a bumper sticker, this is my bay, or stop sign. And she would, she, and I'm like, see, these are my friends, these are, like, this is us, dressed like elves and stuff, and she goes, oh, dear. <laughs> and then she looks at Bradley, and she's looking through all of his pictures, and she's like, and we're all over Skype, she lives in Ireland, <laughs> and she's like, now, dear, 
I know that you're going to want to go and pounce on that one because he's so ruggedly handsome, but unfortunately, you do know where his mouth has been. <laughs> and I'm like, he's not actually putting his mouth on a toilet seat. And she goes, you can't fool me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, though, she's fun. Too much. Yeah, uh-huh. she's a lot. <laughs> so just, I have to ask yeah. this question because I know that other people are, are wondering as well. How long do you plan to live in a car? Until the wheels fall off. And then, are you going to get another one? Is this, a, is this like a lifestyle, a commitment? Yeah. Like you want to do this for uh, the rest of your life? Probably. Well, not for the rest of my life. We ha- we go through, like, ebbs and flows. Uh-huh. Like, we'll be like, oh, let's get an apartment, and then we'll get an apartment, and we'll live in it for a year, and then we'll be like, this fucking blows, and then we'll move back into a car. Oh, wow, that's so So, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like freedom. You're the most fascinating person I've met this month. Maybe this year. This <laughs> cool. is, I've never learned so much from Thank you. Please have me back. No, Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, Thank I'll you. We'll probably have you back. It depends. I can totally I mean, be. We don't know what we're doing with this yeah. shit. <laughs> just I mean, literally, right I work for myself. I make my own schedule. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Well, thanks thanks again for being yeah. on the show. Oh, and, this was a blast. And thank you, listeners, for joining us this week for another episode of the, I almost said Tiny House Podcast, which is the other one. No, <laughs> no, it's the Trans Amherst Network. Network Podcast. Thank you, Remy, keeping me straight. In a, poor Shopper's flying at random moments. It's exciting people listen to us. See you all next week. Bye. Bye. Be a guest on the Transamers Network podcast. Send an email to info at transamersnetwork.com. You've been listening to the Transamers Network podcast. The Transamers Network podcast is a broadcast property of the Transamers Network. Listen to the Transamers Network podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. For more information on living a joyful, positive, and desire-fulfilled life, or finding love in a relationship, family, or within yourself, visit the Transamers Network on the web at transamersnetwork.com, on YouTube at the Transamers Network, or on Tumblr at transamersnetwork.tumblr.